I'm ready. All right, coach. So excited about today. You always throw out words and phrases and then I latch on and I'm like, oh, we need to, we need to do that one. So <laughs> go ahead. We need an eye catcher. I, I don't know what <laughs> I saw that from some movie someplace. I don't know where, but that's what just popped into my mind. <laughs> well, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'll introduce myself and we're going to dive in. Okay. Well, look, my name is Greg McNeil. I am here to supporter of your success and your well-being. And uh, there's something I love doing it. And so I'm going to stop right there and turn it over to the genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Sherry Wilson. I, I am now the proud owner of uh, Genius Owl Limited Company. And uh, I do the same thing. Um, I was trying to encapsulate, you know, like what exactly do I want to say I do today? And I think it is the highest service when it comes to branding, consulting, and mentoring so people can live their authentic life. And coach, speaking of, I created a, uh, uh, let's see, let me see if I can find it, a quote of yours yesterday for Pinterest. Let me just tell you what it was. It's from last week's living your authentic life requires that you be an accurate individual. Do you remember Absolutely. That, that phrase from last week? Well, it'll actually uh, yeah. go live this week, but I loved that, that the idea of an accurate individual is one who knows who they are and what they want. Absolutely. But absolutely, you mentioned monkey brain. That's what I attached to right off the bat. Can you, like, I'll, can you dive into that, Coach? Yeah. So, what I was saying is, there is this sense that everything we do is urgent. So we're running back and forth. We're checking our cell phone all the time, constantly. When the truth is. There is absolutely nothing that's going on at any one time that is so important that we should have to feel constantly rushed and anxious, right? And so, you know, we become people who don't live right now. We're always living for a time that doesn't seem to arrive. Because even when the next moment comes, we're not present with it because we're on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. And I was just saying, for instance, if you whether you own your business, you manage a household or whatever it is that you do in your life. If you had a simple list and you said, OK, well, I'm going to write down the things that I need to do today. Right. If a person does that and uh, and they stay true to that list, they will find that the 168 hours that we have in the week are well spent. Right. Yeah. They can feel restful inside. But instead, restfulness is not what we feel. It's like, oh my gosh, man, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go here. I got to do that. So the life is filled with 10,000 things that feel like a priority in which none of them are a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say that over 97%, I think that was a number I used, of everything that we think is urgent really is not, you know, it's not, there's, there's nothing in the news. that won't be there the next day or when you get around to it. Um, 
if you're dealing with some business matter, if there's something you need to take care of, you generally know that because your communication tends to be in front of you right away. You know what that is. You know what's required of you. Like if you look at your planner, you know what your day is already, what you need to get done. So where does the sense come from that you're just running back and forth, right? Oh my gosh, you know, constantly in a state of anxiety, probably consuming too much caffeine and things like that, right? Yeah. But I'm saying that monkey brain, that that sense of we're always in a rush to get something done, you know, swinging literally from one um, task or thought to another, we never settle down, right? Yeah. So in a sense, it's like we're aging rapidly, but we're not getting any sort of return for it, right? Yeah. You know, the person is 40 thinking about retirement, but they never actually make it because they never take time for their health, right? Because they got so many other things that they think they have to do. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, it's like, hey, look, you need to stop, right? you need to really think about why are you here, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a question that we don't ask enough. I think we have been thrown into the the logical brain of mathematics and, and words, and we forget the other side of our brain, the creative side of our brain, which is very important. It keeps us connected. It allows us to be peaceable, right? And enjoy our lives. Yeah. Instead of thinking that we always have to escape someplace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On I, vacation, but you're still at work. You right. know what I mean? Well, and um, I mean, you said a lot there that interests me quite a bit because I am uh, I love time management. And to me, it's not just management of time. You're actually crafting the life that you want to live, you know, it's so like a lot of times when people say t time management, they think, you know, to do lists and goals and things like that. No, for me, it always begins with what do you want? Like we've talked about, and that can be, you know, 90 days. It can be half a year. It can be several years. It doesn't matter. It can be a lifetime. What do you want? But by having that question answered, then everything else will fall into place. And the things that seem urgent and priority actually fall away as insignificant and unnecessary. And I think one of the, the main, like you were saying, monkey brain is like, you might be doing something and think, oh, I need to do this or, oh, I need to do that. Or, yeah. or maybe like your example before we uh, went live was you're trying to rest and your brain just keeps go into yeah. all of these things that can become a, a mental habit if you're not careful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, again, like we said last week, right. Being accurate in your thinking, right. Making sure you're being accurate. Well, you know, when that came up for me, that was one of the things it was like, you know what, my, my brain is trying to go all over the place. It's that time of the day, Early in the morning when I, you would normally be asleep, you know, it's like, oh, I'm awake. And I feel that part of my brain going on and it's like, okay, um, I need to get a handle on this, right? So I get up because I know I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to start tossing and turning. And in that tossing and turning, you're thinking 10,000 things that obviously are not important, right? Yeah. So, uh, which actually leads to a pseudo stress dynamic. So yeah. I get up. And then I start reading and then 
after about maybe a half an hour, I started to lay down in my office here. And then I thought, nope, I'm not going to sleep here. But at that time, I had put something useful into my brain. And then I was able to go back to sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then when I did wake up, I felt restful, even though I realized that my life has long days. Right. But that's okay. Right. Um, That part is not the monkey brain. That's just what the schedule looks like. But what I had to do, I had to arrest it in the wee hours of the morning because it would have really disrupted the rest of my day today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, few, gosh, I don't know if it was, man, it might be four years ago now. My very first Fast 45 was on time, literally creating time. And one of the things that I shared with people is that you know, you have to have at least, this is like a minimum of 20 minutes focused, undivided attention and focus on a task or whatever it is you're you're doing. Um, you have to have at least that much time to get into the zone, which means you're operating at your highest level. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they'll uh, go to approach something and then you know, monkey brain will hit where, and I call it self-interrupts where for no reason at all, you know, you pick up your phone. Why did you just pick up your phone? Was there a notification? No, but the notifications have trained you to check your phone constant. So even without a notification, you find yourself picking your phone up and self-interrupting. And it's because your body's like, oh, I need that dopamine hit, or I need to make sure I'm not missing anything. And so all those little interruptions, so that's a self-interrupt. Then you have emails, you have phone calls, you have all of these things that occur. And before you know it, you've been interrupted dozens of times in one hour. And so to recapture that focus and recapture that zone, it takes about, again, 20 minutes. So you can imagine how we've got a society that is hungry for um, settling that's hungry for presence. And yet it requires active and intentional participation in reducing and eliminating interruptions to the best of your ability. I mean, we all know you're going to get that phone call you have to take or whatever, but if you can't spend 20 minutes away from your email, there's a problem. You know, Sherry, that's really true. And, and I would say that, um, That is also design, right? Mm -hmm. You know, keep people distracted um, so that their priorities are outside of themselves, right? Again, Mm. we touched on that um, in an example last week, or maybe the week before, um, a couple buying a house that they think they want. And when they finally get the home, the house is not only... Um, more work than they required, than they than they anticipated it would be, but in the process, they had to realize, you know, what their priorities were. Well, yeah. when you're thinking about this idea of urgency and the, the monkey brain and everything that's going on, you're being really stimulated. It's like you need this, you need to be doing this, you know, like hey, guess what? You like you said. Everything in this system is basically training you to externalize your life, right? Mm -hmm. When in truth, 
it needs to be much quieter. Yeah. And, um, and that's something that people just have to learn how to figure out. And unfortunately, um, for some, it can be too late, but I would say, you know, like what comes to my mind is having two people who are in business and they live in the same household Mm -hmm. and they're both very busy and they all appear to have so many things that require their attention. And then one day they wake up and then they realize that their relationship is in jeopardy. Yeah. Right. And when they go to see someone that helps them, they realize that, wow, all of those things that they thought were important, that were urgent in their lives, they weren't. It was just, it was manufactured, right? Or like you said, you know, you train yourself to make sure that you're always getting these notifications so you're in the know. But the thing that you are in the know about is speculation, right? Yeah. Because if you have employees, you're in the know. Because if something is happening with your business, your employees call you right away. If something is happening with family members, relatives, they call you right away. So when you look at it, so there's your immediate family, there's your, let's say your business or your work. And then let's say you have your relatives. Those are three things right there, right? And when I say your family, that could be your immediate environment, which includes your cats, your dogs, your horses, or whatever that is, right? But there's still three things. Yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective, if it's not any one of those three things, what are you thinking about and where is your mental time being spent? Right. And the monkey brain can have like uh, negative effects, like it can disrupt rest and sleep. You know, everybody's, I'm sure, gone through times or it's a habit now where they have a rough time getting to sleep because they keep thinking about all kinds of stuff or they should sleep a little bit longer, but they can't because their brain immediately starts going to all that it needs to do. And what's interesting about the brain, you know, we've talked about this over and over, its job is to keep you alive. And if you're not careful, it will think all those things that you said 97% are not urgent. It will view those things as urgent and life saving because the emotional investment that's tied to it, right? So you have to pause and say, wait a minute, this is not what my brain is telling me. Yeah. So, you know, what just went through my mind was something, a word that I haven't used in a a phrase I haven't used in some years now, catastrophe fantasies. Yep. Is what you get in that monkey brain, right? It's like all of a sudden, it's like, if you don't do this, your world is going to come apart, right? You're laying there thinking about what you need to wear to work the next day because of what somebody else might be wearing to work. Now, you know, when you get to that point as an adult, I'm not talking about teenager stuff here, right? I'm talking about grown ass people. <laughs> I'm saying you get to that point and you're like, uh, I need to do this. And it's like, look, you better stop, right? And look over there at that person that's next to you and say, you know what? I love you, even if they can't hear you. And then go back to sleep. Coach, when I worked at the jewelry store I worked at, I remember um, there was an individual that, you know, her husband wanted to update her, you know, wedding set and, and she really wanted the marquee, but I could sense some, you know, hesitation in her. And I'm like, you know, what's the issue? 
And she said, well, there's a person that I work with that has a marquee too. And I don't want them to think that I'm copying them. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, okay, first of all, we're not in junior high. Okay. Second, (laughs) second, you're willing to not get what you want because you care about what somebody else thinks of which I know this person and they, that probably wouldn't even enter their head anyway. I mean, I just, I didn't know people lived on that level as much as they do, I guess. I mean, being a D, you know, coach, we're usually against the grain. That's just a natural part of us. We don't even think about that. And then when you you encounter that, and I'm all, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, you know, which it probably isn't, but it's close, but that's how people will live. You know what I mean? And and there is a great deal of energy that make people live that way outside of themselves. You know, yeah. one of the um, uh, one of the pieces of research I was reading by this uh, author, and um, and I'm just trying to uh, think right now. But one of the things that they wrote was the industry, the fashion industry, the food industry. Their job is to make you feel bad, right? I mean, you know, now a lot of people don't really get that because of the subliminal, excuse me, the subliminal persuasion message, the negative suggestion. They don't get it. They unwittingly, though, adopt that thinking into themselves and all of a sudden they are now disrupted. But their whole purpose is to make you feel as though if you don't have this, your life is no, it's not being lived at the level you need to. And and what was really incredibly potent about that piece that I remember, that in the West, despite the income and the level at which people are living, they have the highest rate of anxiety Mm-hmm. and major depressive episodes mm-hmm. right yeah. because the because that fish hook is completely and totally embedded in their in their mouth in such a way that they can't release themselves right they don't even realize that every time they go and get a new phone that they're caught up in the same thing and when you really think about it somebody says well my phone is faster faster for what what you know what is it doing right there is there really is nothing that you need on a planet that's coming to you that fast not even your damn food right you know because chances are if your food is coming to you that quick you're eating it that quick and your digestive system is still unsettled right because you don't even eat in peace you're talking and your your mind is still all over the place right and you know and i just I, I do, you know, I think about that sometimes. And then those are probably the moments when it's like, you know, I'm not taking the dogs to the park today. We're going to the Sandias. We're going to the backside of the mountain because yeah. I don't want to see anybody. And, you know, you talk about being a D and going in the opposite direction of the flow. <laughs> Here I am. I'm heading east to the East Mountains, right? And there's all of that LA type traffic coming into Albuquerque. And so if you saw it from the from a helicopter, it's like, hey, where's that one vehicle going? They're going in the wrong direction. It's like, no, I'm not. 
I'm going to find some peace, right? And yeah. then you and you get in the mountain and it's like, oh, this is what I needed to be able to feel, right? Yeah. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that um, and I even like food, you know, like when I'm I got a day that there's just appointments I have to keep. You know how that is, coach. You do have things that uh because you are pursuing your life purpose, you have to do. And I'll notice sometimes when I'm eating lunch, I'm going too fast because I'm in that mode. So I'll just stop. You yeah. Know, I just take a minute like, okay, stop that because you're not going to have time to know that you're full. Number one, number two, you need to enjoy your meal. And uh, so I will slow down on purpose. But I think one thing that also can help set your day properly is the morning routine. You know, it's, that to me is crucial and it like sets the whole day. You get up, I go for my walk. I then do my aspiration journal, my devotional, my Proverbs reading. And then I do a little bit of some like 15 minutes of education and my whole day is set. Now, some days I'm tired than others. I might have to nap or I don't feel good. You know, there might be something else going on. But I think a morning routine is really important because there's no phone. There's none of that. I'm completely focused in on those three activities. And it's like, it tells a brain, you need to calm yourself. You know, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? So it's like, this is the pattern that we're going to follow all day. You know, one of the things that um, that you're talking about, and I it, it just popped into my head again, Sherry, and um so I'm saying this to the listeners. So if this is your first time, then you might have to go through all of those episodes, which is good for you anyway. But you can hear how we talk about certain themes. But we do cover certain themes over and over again because they also they also represent sort of like the cycles in life, right? We don't complain that... Um, you know, after fall comes winter, then spring, then summer, right? We fall into that rhythm, right? Yeah. And we understand that's important. Well, when it comes to learning, growing, and development, that rhythm is really important for us as well, too. And we go back to the idea of first saying, what is it that you want, yeah. right? What really is that chief aim, that 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 purpose? What is it that you're pursuing, right? And if you're not really sure what that is, that's the first place where you 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 start with your pen and pencil to spend time. And one of the reasons why we talk about writing it down because anything that write that you write down focuses your mind, right? Yeah. It's going to focus your mind, and you find out right away when that pen hits the paper. You already have a sense of whether or not if you believe that's something you really want to pursue. Yeah. But once you do that. Once you find what that is and you know it's true for you, then the rest of your routine, your morning routine, your however that looks like for you based on your lifestyle and schedule, it becomes easier for you to put into place. Yeah. Now, we talked about what my days look like since I returned to, um, to pursue my doctorate degree. I have really long days and I can say, oh my gosh, man, really? My head is stuck in a book. Every, you know, there's a time crunch for this or that. But one thing that is true of that 
is this a part of what my desire is? Yeah. So what I am no longer doing in my life, I'm not doing those things because they take away from my ability to pursue my chief aim. And a chief aim has its own demands in terms of the the time required to achieve those. And so that becomes a part of your accurate thinking when you make that commitment. So I love sports. I haven't seen a football game since the season started, right? I, I don't recall the last time I turned on my television, right? And even last night, right, it was like, was it last night, Monday night? No, it's yes. Wednesday today, right? <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, shit, that's funny. Um, so there's this Monday night football game going on. I don't turn on a television. I don't go to a site on my phone. I don't, as a matter of fact, I turn it over, right? And um, why is that? Because that becomes a distraction. Now, the anxiety that I would feel would not because my brain is about the monkey, but my sub is saying, it's like, you know what? You made a commitment to yourself. So there's nothing that's going to be happening in the world of professional sports that involves you. So again, what's important for you, right? Nope. My lost. There I am. Even when I wake up there for a little bit and it's like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) You froze for a second, but it caught up coach. Oh, okay. Okay. But you know, so I'm watching events happen, right? I'm watching them happen in such a way. And I'm like, Hey, look, this is, this is all right. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm really okay with what I'm not doing because nothing is being removed from my life. That's not important to me in terms of value. Right. And so this is really what we're saying to the listener is that what we call monkey brain really can be subdued when you ask yourself again, what am I pursuing? What is it that I really want? What am I allowing to, um, take up my attention because it's you could say in a sense that's what you're worshiping right you are worshiping that which is taking up more of your attention now somebody's like well coach you've been from 4 30 to almost 10 o'clock at night studying what kind of worship is that well you're listening to it because everything that i study and learn is coming through these airwaves into your ears, into your soul energetically to help support you. That's what my work is, right? So in a sense, even when it looks like I'm pursuing something that's quite individualized, it has a greater application. Yeah, That application is a service we provide. You know, um, I think one thing that, and I don't mean to do a, a shameless plug of my planners, but you brought up the whole planning thing. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's become clear to me since I developed the the planners based on personality is that if you're looking for tools, a good planner is not a place for you to put your appointments in. You know, you got a phone for that. I mean, it can alert you with your appointments. 
a good planner actually gets you the life you're seeking. And so like when you were saying, you know, you got your planner, you know what you need to do. You don't need to have this monkey brain going on. Um, One part of my morning routine is every morning after I do, you know, everything right before the education part, I'll get my planner and I'll look at the day and what I've put on there because it sets the stage. But that what is on each day of my week comes from the previous page, which has my one thing. So Mm -hmm. this is my one thing for the quarter, for the year, it doesn't matter. So every single thing that I put on the, the other side of that page is to support that one thing. And, and so that's what your writing, your meditation on your life and what you want and how you want it to look. That's what a planner should do. And it should also help you recognize any of the constraints and the weaknesses that will prevent that, give you that place to confront, you know, the sub and and the the things that maybe you need. Well, as you were talking, I don't want to pass over this phrase you used uh, too quickly. I wanted to maybe close with this is that you said pseudo stress. And that really hit me. And I started thinking, wow, pseudo stress is fake stress. You're stressing about things that don't even exist. But if you have a system of recording and writing the things you're pursuing and what that looks like, it'll actually insulate you against pseudo stress. It really does because it's a form of priority that helps you to think accurately. And one of the one, the kryptonite against thinking accurately is feeling a sense of urgency that is out of proportion to what's really happening. Yeah. And so you're just not organized at that point. And when I mean organized, I'm not saying that you're not a detailed person. People can be detailed and still waste an inordinate amount of time, right? In your imaginations. Um, People may not realize it, but the person that seems to always be flustered, right? And they can't seem to make things work. That's telling you they are in their mind and they're, they're like a hamster on a wheel. They're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And they're restless. So they can be in the company of others and they're still far away. Yeah. Right. Because they're in that place. What we I'm calling it pseudo stress, but it really is being manufactured because you haven't really nailed down what really is important for you, what you're pursuing. And uh, again, I just. It's really hard to get people to understand that um, there is something critical that is happening to you when you are not able to figure out why you are here and what you are doing, right? You know, what do you want your life to look like instead of a life that goes from one task, one event to to the other? What is the purpose of it? Because otherwise, you literally are, um, you're being literally tossed to and fro like leaves in the wind. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a good place to end, Coach. And um, I I would recommend that people, uh, number one, they need to answer the question of what do they want, but also they need to sign up for the coaching intensive that we're going to have 
in uh, February. And uh, we'll have more details and check out the planners. Leave your review. Coach, it's time for me to join the video call. So we're going to have to end and I'll talk to you next week. All right, then, Sherry. Thank you so much, love. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.